Welcome back to the Bitcoin Layer. I'm Nick Batia, and in today's episode, I'm going to break down what's happening with rates, the upcoming Federal Reserve meeting, and most importantly, what is happening to the Bitcoin price right now. The Bitcoin Layer is proud to be sponsored by River and Foundation Devices. Stay tuned to the video to learn more. So we just had the FOMC minutes released this morning, and I'm going to explain to you what we learned, if anything, talk a little bit about what's going on in rates, and then look to Bitcoin and look at what's going on with the price action. So let's start with inflation. Inflation, as we know, has been on front of everybody's mind, including the Federal Reserve. But recently we got inflation data that shows inflation at the super core. This means inflation that doesn't include energy and housing prices. So stripping out the more volatile component of rent. And we are down to 0.23% month over month inflation. That is down from a level that was recently at about four tenths of a percent month over month. So if we multiply four-tenths by 12, that gets us to about a 5% annualized inflation level at the core, super core level. Now that is down to just about 2.5%, 3% at the super core level. So what we understand is that inflation is coming way off of these higher 5 to 10% benchmarks and now gradually heading back toward the Fed's inflation target, which as we know is 2%. So that's something to keep in the background here. Okay. That is one of the main dominant themes in rates as well as monetary policy, falling inflation. So what are the Federal Reserve members saying? Well, recently we had comments from Raphael Bostic and let's hear what Bostic had to say. So Bostic says that we have reached a level on the nominal federal funds rate that should be sufficient to move inflation to the 2% target over an acceptable time frame. This is Fed speak for we've done enough and what we've done should work to bring inflation back down to 2% without us having to do much more. So that is Bostic basically saying we've done enough and he believes that we've reached somewhere around the terminal rate. We also had Chicago Fed member Austin Goolsby make comments on where he believes monetary policy should be. Goolsby says that we have, quote, done enough already to bring inflation under control. So this is a more explicit verbalization of what Bostic is saying, which is that the Fed has done enough. So what did we learn with today's Fed minutes? Is there any update? No, basically the Fed is saying that the reason that it didn't hike in June was that it needed some more time to digest the information. And it also said that the overhang from the debt ceiling drama was some of the cause of the Fed wanting to wait and see what happened. So we know that that is passed. And we also have another Fed meeting coming up in July. And many of the members, including Chairman Powell himself, have basically said that July is a live meeting and that it's quite possible the Federal Reserve decides to raise rates once again. Now, we have to look at what has happened in risk markets recently in the last few weeks to give us any sense if the Fed 
is serious about raising rates again. And what we've seen is a melt up in the stock market. And you might be asking yourself, at the Bitcoin layer, we were talking a lot about the liquidity dynamics after the debt ceiling had been reached. And what was supposed to happen? Well, a trillion dollars of new treasury bills and other treasury securities were supposed to hit the market and this would suck money out of other sources, hamper liquidity and cause risk markets to fall as liquidity was being drained in the form of rebuilding the treasury general account. So what has happened? Why have stocks actually been going up? Well, there are a few things. Number one, the bill issuance that is going on at the Federal Reserve is bringing money out of the Fed's reverse repo facility. So in a very apples to apples sort of way, we see a decline in the reverse repo facility at the Fed and an increase in the Treasury general account. And so in this way, we don't actually see a liquidity squeeze from other sources. It's basically remaining in the money markets. There are two other sources of liquidity that have been introduced to the market over the last few weeks that have supported risk assets. One of those, as we know, is this BTFP, this facility that the Fed has in place to make sure that banks don't fire sale their treasuries. We also have the home loan system, right? This is the FHLB system of bank funding in which we have this home loan facility that is able to raise money from the market and funnel that money into the banking system. Now, with tracking the FHLB system of issuance over the last few weeks, what we've seen basically is a huge ramp. Now, these figures are not publicly available until the quarters have ended. And so the data is a little bit lagging in terms of what's publicly available. But we've been scraping our Bloombergs and we have noticed a large influx in FHLB issuance. That means money coming out of money market funds going into the home loan system and that home loan system going into bank funding. So these are a couple of the liquidity dynamics that are keeping risk assets supported. The Bitcoin layer is proud to be sponsored by River. River has become the Bitcoin exchange for the long-term investor. Now, Bitcoin is one of the most important ways that we can invest in order to protect ourselves from what's going on around the world. And you can do that safely and with confidence with River. Now, River is unique. They have a multi-sig solution so that the Bitcoin that you buy with River is not being held at any third-party custodian. We know that has become a big problem of late. Who are the exchanges storing their Bitcoin with and what type of risk is that presenting? Now, River doesn't store their Bitcoin with anybody else. They use a proprietary multi-sig solution. So we want you guys to go check out River, invest in Bitcoin with confidence, and make sure to go to river.com and tell them the Bitcoin layer sent you. The Bitcoin layer is also sponsored by Foundation Devices, the Bitcoin hardware wallet you already know how to use. The Passport, you guys have seen this device, we've shown it to you. Get your Bitcoin off of exchanges. Once you've purchased, get it off of exchanges and put it into cold storage with your passport. Make sure to check out foundationdevices.com 
and use the promo code BitcoinLayer for $10 off on your device. Okay, I have a few charts for you guys that I wanna show you in order to discuss what is going on in the markets right now. Now at the bitcoinlayer.substack.com, hopefully you guys are all subscribed, you've been noticing that we do periodic chart packs to give us a sense of where these markets are and where they are heading. Now take a look at the 10-year yield here. This is a chart that I've put up and we see that there has been a bull market in place since October in US Treasury in the longer term part of the curve. And we see these consecutive lower highs in the yield. That means a higher low in price as we've gone forward in the last six months. And this declining trend line in yield, which means strong prices and strong dip buying. Now, what do we see happening here over the last couple days? The 10-year yield is breaking out above the trend line that we have established, this declining yield trend. Yields are now breaking out and they are heading higher. Now, we can look at this and guess a million different reasons why the yield is going higher, but it is important to flag this breakout and see that maybe what's happening right now is there's some liquidity coming into the risk market and coming out of 10-year treasuries as people are getting rid of the asset they thought they needed in the middle of a banking crisis, which we were in one during March and April. If you'll remember, we had a regional banking crisis in the United States. Now with that crisis being lifted, the risk taking behavior has come back into the market and we can see that selling here present in 10 year treasuries. So a definite key level to watch here at about 4% on 10 year treasuries, as well as how the price behaves around this resistance level in yield. The second chart I want to flag here for you guys is the yield curve between the two year and the 10 year part of the curve. Now we have seen a severe inversion of this yield curve over the last year. But what we had in the months of March and April was a dramatic re-steepening of this curve as the market was starting to price in rate cuts, right? The inversion of the yield curve is a sign that the Fed has gone too restrictive and a steepening would be a sign that the policy error is being reversed. And so the Fed is going into cuts or at least not hiking anymore. That is why you see here during the months of March and April, we saw a re-steepening of this curve. Now look at what has happened in the last month, month and a half, two months. We see a dramatic flattening of this curve and falling back into deeper into an inversion, right? 100 basis points now separate the 10-year yield and the two-year yield. The 10-year yield just under 4% and the two-year yield just under 5%. So this means the Fed is going back into restrictive territory, even though the long-term inflation and growth expectations are somewhere in the 4% range, the policy rate is still at 5% and the market is not seeing any relief immediately in that curve. And so that's why we have this dramatic, dramatic inversion and really a re-flattening after this flirtation with steepening of the yield curve and actually coming out of inversion. Now, I want to show you here one more chart, one more yield curve 
that is looking at the difference between the two-year yield, which is a market expectation, and the Fed funds rate, which is a policy rate set by the Federal Reserve. Now, when this curve is showing green, what we are seeing here is that the two-year yield is above the Fed funds rate and pricing in hikes. That's why you see green on the screen here from the middle of 2021 all the way throughout 2022. The red portion is when the two-year yield falls below the Fed funds rate and is actually pricing in cuts over the next two years. And so what we see here is that over the last year or so, less than a year, we have seen the two-year yield trade through the Fed funds rate, which means the market is pricing in cuts. Now, what we have here is that this red area is starting to go away in very dramatic way here, and that is because the market is looking at the Fed and saying, actually, even though we thought you should be cutting, we are actually starting to remove some of that expectation here. So this curve is heading back to zero. Right now, it's only at about 30 basis points inverted as the Fed has their policy rate around five and a quarter and the yield on two-year yield is just under 5%. Now, the actual Fed funds rate is closer to 510. So really, there's only 10, 15, 20 basis points of room between the policy rate and the two-year yield. Now, can this go back into positive territory and actually price in positive policy rates over the next two years? Or is it going to stay right around here at 5% basically unsure if we are going to get hikes, cuts, or staying the same. So it is our expectation that we have reached the end of the terminal policy rate, meaning that the Fed has reached where they are going to be for the next 6 to 12 months, and that the next move will actually be lower sometime in 2024. But we'll have to wait and see what the Fed is going to do. And of course, we have non-farm payrolls on Friday, average hourly earnings, and we also get a new CPI metric next week as we go forward. So make sure that you're following along with the Bitcoin layer, and we're going to be watching all of these yield curves very closely. Now, the last chart I want to show you before we break today is the Bitcoin chart. And I know you guys are watching the price action, especially with all the news coming out on ETFs and regulatory approval. And so here we are looking at the Bitcoin chart and look at these arrows here, these orange arrows. These are showing higher lows here since the end of 2022 when we came out of our FTX capitulation. And Bitcoin behaved really nicely off of the 25,000 level, the last test of this support line. And now our next support will be this ascending trend line that we are confirming here the last few months. And how does Bitcoin now react again as it flirts with this twenty-five dollars to $30,000 level on the next test? Now, in previous bull markets, what we have seen is that this early establishment of Bitcoin's bull trend and an ascending trend line is something that really gives investors signal that we are, in fact, in a bull market. So we will be watching this trend line extremely closely each and every time we test it here for the rest of the year in 2023. Thank you guys for sticking with us today at the Bitcoin layer. 
Remember, the Bitcoin layer is proud to be sponsored by River and Foundation Devices. With River, you can allocate to Bitcoin without any fees when you're doing so in a dollar cost averaging way. That is very unique. River also does not store their Bitcoin with a third party custodian, so you know that you can invest with confidence. Make sure to then take your Bitcoin and put it in cold storage with Foundation Devices. They have their Envoy app and it pairs beautifully with their Passport device. Make sure to get your Bitcoin into cold storage today and use the promo code BitcoinLayer for $10 off of your device. Thanks again.